0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Krimitzos. This is your podcast if you are a woman entrepreneur and you're just driven to create an amazing company from the inside out, one that has a purpose for you, one that allows you to live the lifestyle that you really want. Today, I am giving you a little something special and a little outside of the box. I'm actually going to share with you a live presentation that I did for the Florida Podcasters Association recently, and it's called Money and Marketing, Creative Ways to Grow Your Audience and Make Money with Your Podcast. So this is definitely for you if you are currently a podcaster, or if you're thinking about podcasting, or if you're just a content creator, because just about every single one of these principles can be applied to anyone who is creating content on a regular basis, who is growing an audience, who wants more and more people to see what they are doing and wants to be able to make money doing it. So if you're not a podcaster, please just take all of these principles and apply them to whatever it is that you are putting out there. So I hope that you enjoy Today I am talking to you about money and marketing, the two sexiest topics ever for podcasters. That's always the question that I get asked the most, which is how do you make money and how do I grow my audience, right? So my hope and my intention for this talk today is to give you some maybe out of the box ideas about how you can grow your audience and make money with your podcast. And or if these are things that you know already, maybe to give you a nice new little spin on how you can actually take those concepts further or think about them a little differently. So my name is Katie. As you mentioned, Chris is my equal half. We're equal partners here, but it's not so bad having a very creative guy who is attached to me and married to me who gets to help me be creative about my podcasts. I launched Biz Women Rock for women entrepreneurs back in 2014. So in the space of podcasting, I'm not considered like the grandmother, but maybe like the godmother at this point, something like that. Um, so I've been in it a long time. And just a quick explanation of what that podcast is and what that is in totality. So I do interviews with very successful business women or just very real business women. any great women who have built amazing companies and have really great stories to share about it and or have really great tips about how to grow your company very purposefully. My niche audience are women who are building companies that are purposeful. They don't want to just like reach seven figures and work 80 hours a week because we don't believe that that's really how you have to do it. So it's a very purpose-driven business, businesses that we get to build from the inside out. And over the years, I have built a very solid and lucrative business around Biz Women Rock. Mainly, the main center point of it is that I'm a business coach and strategist. and so really awesome, amazing women come to me so that we can figure out how to grow their businesses very intentionally. I've also done masterminds, live retreats, online courses, all the things under the sun. And it's been a really, really fun business for me, a very fun podcast that I love doing. I also do a lot of solo episodes on there too, just kind of going in and out of different marketing tactics, business growth tactics, all that stuff. Last year, because I wasn't busy enough with a three-year-old and being pregnant with a new one. I thought I would launch a brand new podcast because that's the thing that you do, right? (laughs) But this was actually done very intentionally. So I have the Women's Meditation Network, and these are literally guided meditations that anyone, man or woman, but made for women specifically can go to and go listen to. The unique part about this is that these meditations, I am not like a meditation expert by any means. I've just been a practitioner of meditation for 20 years now. And so the way that I do meditation and give guided meditations are kind of out of the box. So they're not necessarily like clear the chakras. The titles of the meditations are, you're in a fight with your spouse, figure it out, fatigue, when you're in a bad mood, you know, start your day with happiness, those kinds of things. And so they my intention for it was that I wanted women to be able to go to the library and say, I'm in that mood. I need that meditation, or I want to feel that way. I need that meditation. So that's how I really positioned myself here. And I'll explain a little bit more about what's been happening with this one, but I'm gonna be very transparent about the setup of these podcasts because when I talk about marketing and when I talk about money-making, they're very, very different. And so I wanna give you a, a spectrum of how things could be, no matter where you fall on this spectrum and where your podcast falls on this spectrum. Biz woman Rock, even after, what are we, five years now? Averages about five to 6,000 downloads a month, and that's been pretty regular for years. Absolutely is a feeder for a very, very great business for me uh, after all of these years. Meditation for Women, brand new. This month will be one year. And in May, hit 40,000 downloads for the month. And it's just continuing to grow, to grow, to grow, which is pretty cool. So I have brought on my third sponsor now for that particular podcast, which has been really interesting. So I'm going to share with you from all of these different vantage points, some ways to grow your audience and some ways to make money. So let's talk about marketing, how to get more people to listen to your show. I'm going to start by this. And I had said this before in our crowdsourcing of our ideas and things that we would recommend to any new podcaster is to strategize, position yourself really well. I did an okay job with this when I launched Biz Women Rock. I really looked at the marketplace. I looked at other podcasts that were out there that were talking to women entrepreneurs and there weren't a lot. So I knew I had a hole to fill, but I did this a lot better with the Women's Meditation Network. I was a lot more savvy by that point. And so I looked at the marketplace. So ask yourself, what is going on in the marketplace? And I don't care if you've already been podcasting and your podcast has been out for a while. Go refresh yourself with the market right now. Go refresh yourself with what other podcasts are out there in my space. And then what gaps are there? Because for those of you who already even have your podcast and it's been out for a while, if you can see what gaps are out there, you might be able to tweak your content. You might be able to tweak your marketing so that you can really grab an audience that is already there, obviously, but is just looking for a different kind of a message. And then ultimately know your unique value. For Biz Rock, now, thankfully, I'm super happy. The market is saturated with women led podcast for women entrepreneurs like there were two when i launched i was the second one that was out there and there it's saturated now which i'm so happy about but what makes mine so distinct is that number one i don't condone or do i talk about a hustle your business mentality i'm very much like a holistic business builder and i really ooze my personality and my belief system into that podcast and obviously in who I'm bringing on with a women's meditation network, I just got through telling you guys exactly like what the distinguishing factors is. I could not believe when I checked the marketplace and there was actually no big podcast for meditations dedicated to women. Like there was like one other one. I was like, Oh, uh-uh. I'm owning this stuff. <laughs> I'm doing this really well this time. And my distinguishing factor, my unique value is that they're very approachable. So many of my listeners are brand new to meditation or they've been the people who have tried to meditate and they just can't really click with it. So my meditations are super approachable. Start your day with happiness, set your intentions for the day. I have one in the can called Love Letter to My Cellulite that I think is going to be really popular. <laughs> you get where I'm going here. I don't, I've never seen a meditation called Love Letter to My Cellulite. So position yourself well. Number one, so that you can benefit from the audience that's ready for you. Number two idea is to have a giveaway and contests. I've done this so many times, but I'll give you one example. When I launched the Women's Meditation Network, I leveraged the hell out of my Biz Women Rock community. And I was like, dude, I've got this amazing community of women who listen to my show. Maybe some of them will listen to my meditation, I don't know, but I know that they would support it. So I ran a contest (laughs) that was beneficial in all arenas. I ran a contest that basically said, hey, if you go and you subscribe to the show, you're going to automatically win a free 25-minute strategy session with me. If you go and subscribe and share about the show, then you'll be put in a contest to win a free month of coaching from me. And if you subscribe, share, and do something else, then you'll win something else from me, right? But they were all lead-ins and being able to give away my gift and what I normally charge for to my community members. And I had so many people start sharing and downloading and listening and all that sort of stuff right away, right from the beginning. So interesting extra nugget here is do contests and giveaways and really go deep with the current audience that you have or the current followers that you have or the current community that you really have and leverage what you already have in order to bring people to listen to what you want them to listen to. So I got a lot of people who became believers from the get-go from here and then all of their people who they got to share with got to see that as well. And also bonus, I got an awesome pipeline of potential clients who all of them who got all sorts of free 25 minute strategy sessions for me or free coaching for me, got all of those services <laughs> and they were able to benefit from it. So I call that like the win, win, win situation. Everyone wins pay for ads, mind blowing concept to grow your audience, pay for it. It's amazing what you can do if you set aside a marketing budget and you pay for ads that are really appropriate. So I know Chris has talked about this before overcast, which is another podcast listening app who has a lot of cool features, by the way, you can literally pay to have ads on their app. And they have all sorts of different categories. You can see here that I'm in the health category and the religion and spirituality category. This is as of just a couple of hours ago. I've been running this for just shy of a month and they will put your ad as people are listening and it tracks how many people are tapping on that ad, how many people are tapping on that and then how many subscribers do you actually get. It tracks that conversion. So you can see I've gotten 80 subscribers from the health and wellness one and then 47 subscribers. So those things start adding up and in my humble opinion, $260 for a whole month's worth of advertising and $160 here for a whole month's worth of advertising. Not so bad. That's a good, good ad spend. I also noticed on my stats that I was, my Spotify listeners, my Spotify stats, for those of you who have in make sure, because I didn't for the longest time, you actually have a whole separate dashboard just for Spotify. Go look at those numbers as well and make sure you're adding them all up. They are not included in that normal dashboard that you see originally. So I started noticing that I was getting a lot of people listening on Spotify. So I went to Spotify, did a ton of research, found out that Spotify recently opened up their ads for smaller businesses. So you can have, I think the minimum budget that you can, ad spend that you can have is 250 bucks. And that's big because before it was like $25,000 in order to advertise there. But with 250 bucks, you can go and advertise. And I was like, I'm going to put my brand out here where more and more people are listening and see how it goes. So I ran it, I believe it ran for 10 days, 13,000 people of a reach there, 36 clicks, click through rate of 0.21%. Do I know if that's good yet? I don't know, but I'm going to keep on experimenting with it. And I do know, and I see the increase in numbers in my Spotify ads. So the extra nugget here is don't just spend money on ads, but take a little concept like she was talking about and see who's already coming to your Instagram page or who's already coming to your Facebook page. Can you retarget those people who are coming? Who's coming to your website? Like Go spend money in meaningful ways that allow you to go deeper and put your brand in front of people who are already like ready to listen to you. Go on other platforms. So there's a massive, massive meditation app out there that I was listening to about a year before I even started the podcast called Insight Timer. Anyone listen to Insight Timer? It literally has millions and millions and millions of people who listen to meditations on there. And guess what? They have teachers like me, teachers who provide guided meditations. There's a lot of other stuff on there. So I was like, great, I'm going to try this out. I can't put my exact same podcast. (laughs) file on there. I have to adapt it a little bit because these folks don't want to hear an ad. They don't want to hear a website. They don't want to hear any of that. So I have over (coughs) months uploaded files on here I've uploaded meditations on here. And you can see that I have 1,600 people who have chosen to follow me. And so anytime I release something new, they'll get a notification about it. And then you can just see one of my podcasts that are on there, one of my episodes on there called You Are Extraordinary, A Daily Reminder. Do you see why women want to listen to my meditations? Has 38,000 plays, just that one. So like this is a whole different stat system. So there's obviously anytime you go onto a different platform, that's not a podcast platform. You really have to engage with the rules of that particular platform. This, I can't put up weekly episodes here. That's just not how this platform works, but I can put the best of the best. Sometimes it takes up to three months to get approved, but who cares? It's that I get so many people who say, I found you on Insight Timer. Thank you so much. And now they are downloading me on their regular podcast app. So what applications or what platforms do you have that are in your industry that a ton of people are already going to? Sponsor and guest on other podcasts. I know we hear this a lot, but this is probably one of the best ways to be able to grow your audience. Think about where are your listeners? If you want somebody to be listening to your podcast, more than likely they're already listening to podcasts. They're podcast listeners. And the last statistic I heard was the average podcast listener listened to about five shows. So if they're listening to that show on real estate, perhaps they'll listen to you on real estate extra little nugget here. If you want to know which podcasts are my listeners also listening to, which one should I go pitch to see if I could be a guest on their show? Which one should I go and see if they have an advertising package and see if maybe I can spend 500 bucks or a thousand dollars or whatever that number is. And let me just see, maybe I can get in front of other people, go to your podcast, scroll all the way down. And there's going to have a thing here. And this is on iTunes. I don't know if this is everywhere, but this is on iTunes. Scroll all the way down after you get to your show up on top and it says you might also like. And there's going to be a whole rotating thing here because these are all the podcasts that people who listen to your show also listen to. So take a look at some of those. The great part is for those of you who have been in the industry for a while, you probably know some of those people. So like, Hey, Jackie, what's up, girl? I love, you know, what's going on with your show? Are you guys, are you guys open for any guests right now? So start looking around. What podcast can you be a guest on? Or, and, what podcast can you sponsor? Sometimes we think that that's such a big number. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to be a sponsor. Mm -hmm, It may not. It may just cost you, like, a girlfriend of mine has another podcast. She charges like 500 bucks for her to, like, have a mention about you and your business on her show. And she's got a huge audience. So, like, 500 bucks is not a bad spend for Miss Influencer to be able to tell her whole audience about this brand and this business that she really likes. Okay, let's talk about money. Bring in money for the value that you create. I'm just going to share with you a couple of the ways that I have brought in money. Number one, sell your services. This is kind of the obvious, right? So I'm not telling you anything new. How many of you have a podcast that supports services that you provide? Awesome. I'm going to go the extra step here. For service-based businesses especially, most often... We don't consider that a quote-unquote product, i.e. there's not a place where somebody can press a buy button and buy that thing, right? They usually have to talk to you. They have to figure it out. How long are they going to work with you? How long does that project take? All that sort of stuff. My humble recommendation is to put some sort of automated way that somebody can pay you money on your website. And it might look like a smaller version of what you do. So for example, I'm a coach and strategist for women entrepreneurs. So on my website, on my work with me page, I have a two hour intensive, a two hour strategy session that people can purchase because if I'm going to work with somebody for like three months, a year, sometimes, however long that is, obviously I want to make sure that I know who we are. I want to make sure that we're going to get along. I want to make sure that it's the right fit. But honestly, anyone can go and just purchase two hours with me. And guess what? I would love to be there with them. They would love to be able to have that session. And it's like a massive benefit for everyone. So what, for those of you who are in the service industry, what small version of your services could you quote unquote automate and put up on your website so people can just buy it? (laughs) Maybe it's a product of some sort. Maybe it's not just the freebie. I'm not, I'm even not talking out of the outside of the freebie to build up a list of any sort, but like, is there some sort of a small product that you can put up on your website? But sell your services. Number two, sell your products. Here's the extra nugget on a marketplace. So where's my fellow sleep helper back there? woo Yeah, insomnia sucks, man. And so many people have it. So what I noticed from my stats quite early on with the women's meditation network is that I have two sleep meditations on there and they by far get more downloads than everyone else by far. So I was like, okay, I'm going to create collections, if you will, little bundles of meditations and I'm going to do one called sleep. And I have all these other ones that are coming up down the can, right? But I'm like, this is the one that people are obviously wanting. So I created the peaceful sleep collection. It's three meditations. Now, each of them are like 35 minutes. One of them's an hour long. Like they're deliberately intended to be able to press play and fall asleep, okay? At first, my first go-round of this was that I created an ad of my own on my podcast to be able to sell that. And I absolutely sold some. I'm talking like 10 or 15 over a couple of weeks, okay? So like, let me just see kind of how this goes. My next phase of this is that I was like, I'm going to figure out how to put it on Amazon, on the marketplaces, on the place where people are searching for stuff to help them so that it doesn't have to be 100% reliant on my audience. So let me just see where that is. So I was able to go through a service so that I am now on Amazon. I'm on iTunes. I'm on a bunch of other platforms too. So what marketplaces exist out there that already have the people who want your product and go through the process to put your stuff out there? Sell merchandise. Yay, we've got the merchandise. Sell merchandise. So a little bit of a tweak. You might think, okay, well, I'm going to sell merchandise. I have the podcast, you know, Crushing Debt. So I'm going to have Crushing Debt merchandise, right? And I'm going to sell that everywhere. Well, yes, that's a good idea, but it's only one slice of the pie. Think about your topic, the vision that you have, like your whole intention with the brand that you're putting out there with your podcast. And what like one-off sayings or catchy things can you come up with? that would service a more universal audience. So if somebody doesn't know the crushing debt thing, like they would still identify with whatever sorts of sayings. How many of you buy t-shirts that just have cool sayings on them? Think about how could I go outside of like what my brand is and something that I think that a lot of people, even people who have never heard about my podcast, will never listen to my podcast would really connect with. And let me see what I could do. So under the meditation network. So I always say like at the very end, namaste, beautiful. Yes, that's something that I say, but believe me, that is universal enough. Every person who meditates understands namaste, and every woman would love namaste beautiful. It doesn't have to be directed towards my brand. So next thing for me is to be able to create shirts that have cool little sayings that all are depicted in my brand, that all have something to do with my brand, but are not brand specific. Does that make sense? And then this is the extra nugget for it. Instead of just relying on your podcast to say like, hey, I've got shirts available. I've got mugs. Go create ads on Instagram and Facebook to target people who would want that product. You technically don't need a podcast to be able to sell merchandise anywhere. Like you could literally create merchandise, find an audience, create targeted ads for it and boom, you know, we're in business. How awesome is that that you could do that and you could have your podcast as part of that whole circle so that people who buy the shirts can eventually get to know about your podcast, can get to know about your brand and it can come full circle. So you can really reach with merchandise. You can really reach far beyond people who are listening to your show and bring them into the fold. Also, you can bring others on your quote unquote podcast network. And I'm going to put this in quotes because the idea of a network terrified the living daylights out of me for so long because it felt like more work, right? I know how much work it is. Raise your hand if you're with me. I know how much work it is to do one podcast. Mm -hmm. The concept of two, I was like, there's no way. There's no way I can do that. So my good friend, Gabe Aloisi, (laughs) when I launched what was meditation for women, I already knew the women's meditation network was the parent brand. And my intention a year ago was to be a network and to have all of these different podcasts, right? Like meditation for women, meditation for moms, meditation for fitness, I mean, on and on, right? Well, about five months ago with a two month old, And a three and a half year old, I was like, yeah, that is not happening. That sounds like way too much work. So I was able to brainstorm about the brand change. And as soon as the brand changed, guess what happened? I had a person who's been a part of my Biz Women Rock community for a long time come to me and say, I want to be part of your network. I have a podcast idea. And I was like, okay, talk to me. Ended up being the perfect thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be open again to the possibility of more shows on the network. Very long story short, there are a gazillion ways to structure a network and to structure Who owns what content and who's responsible for what? Like there's no right way to do it. So Gabe had given me how he structures his network and it gave me a great starting grounds to be able to just be in the conversation and say, how are we going to structure this? It turned out one of the ways. So if you look at a scale, it could be that the host is literally a paid employee or a paid contractor that creates content for you and you take care of everything. On the other side, it could be that the host pays you like a lot to be able to like do everything right. And to be able to have the privilege of being on your network and you're doing everything. So I came up with, it turned out what we wanted in conversation was something in the middle of that. And it turned out that meant that it would be that my company, the network would take care of a lot of stuff. She would be a content provider and plus, plus a couple extra things, but it required a monthly stipend to me to be able to take care of everything. And then plus me actually having the space to do that. So Think about if there are other podcasts or other people around you who are like, oh, that's like a related topic. We could create a network together. There could be, don't be scared of the word network. It doesn't always mean more money or more time. There could be some possibility there for that to actually be a monetization tactic for you that doesn't require as much time for you. And lastly, bring on advertisers. So this is probably the most well-known, right? Like as soon as the whole goal, like monetization means like bring on sponsors. So... I have had advertisers for Bizwomen Rock and for Women's Meditation Network. With Bizwomen Rock, because my numbers in the podcasting world, there's a CPM model, cost per mille, it stands for. So for every thousand downloads that I get, the equation is x amount of dollars, and then that's what I can go to and say, advertiser, your ad spot is worth x amount of dollars. That makes sense for a show that gets a lot of downloads, but for niche shows like mine, like Biz Woman Rock with five to six, 7,000 downloads a month, like that doesn't really make sense. Like you start doing the math, it's like 50 bucks an episode, and maybe I want that, maybe I don't. I have had really quality, high paying advertisers over the years because I have a niche audience and I have a very hungry audience and I have an audience that people want to get to. I have a Facebook group that's super active. I have other (laughs) arenas where people are communicating. So just last year, I had Chase Bank as a sponsor because they were looking for influencers with niche audiences. Before that, I've had like two or three other advertisers who really wanted women entrepreneurs who believed in the brand that I was really producing all the time. So for those of you who interview people, think about the people that you've interviewed and if their products or services are ideal for your listeners, they might be a good advertiser for you. And now you already have the relationship with them. So there are lots of possibilities. Even if you don't have a ton of downloads, there are a lot of possibilities to get advertisers on your show. And then the Women's Meditation Network, I am so proud to announce that I just closed a deal for my third advertiser. So because the numbers are bigger here and now kind of adhere to that CPM model, I am now officially getting advertisers on this show, which is super awesome. And I use True Native Media, who is basically an advertising agency who helps podcasters like myself. And they're amazing. So they're always bringing advertisers to me. what about this brand? What about this brand? What about this brand? And I'm the one who gets to say yes or no, or yes, but, or what about this? So that has been really, really fun. It's been really fun and just two completely different ways to be able to think about advertising. Hey you guys, thank you!